There are people in this world who best exemplify what it means to be optimistic and have a positive outlook when they have every reason not to. Today, we'll be talking to Jane Foster, aka G.I. Jane, whose journey, cause, and inspiration I hope to share with you. Let's go. Hey you, pull up a seat. Welcome back to From Surviving to Thriving for Parents. This is episode 38. I am Raymond Bercier, and if you are a parent or soon-to-be parent who wants to give their kids the best start in life that you can give them by being the best parent you can be, you're in the right place. This show is about you, because we're about transformation, support, and taking unwavering action so that you can be the parent you always needed and the parent that they need you to be. In today's edition of our conversation series, we'll be sitting down with Jane Foster, whom I talked to at the most recent Potapalooza event. During our conversation, we talked about several subjects that I believe will help you as a parent and as a person that you can benefit from. Let's jump into this conversation. Jane Foster, a.k.a. G.I. Jane, is the president of the G.I. Jane Presentations. She relays real-life stories of joining the U.S. Navy and intercepting Morse code from the Russians during the Vietnam War. Jane also shares her sickness with COVID-19 and shares it in her book, The Gift of COVID-19, How Learning to Love Myself Saved My Life. Jane's high-energy, positive mindset and compassion motivates her audience to take action. And she is a board member of the Optimist Club of Perdita Bay, where we bring out the best in kids and motivate people to be all you can be. So welcome, Jane. Thank you very much for being here with me today. Well, thank you so much for having me here today. I am so excited to be on this podcast. It's fantastic. So we're at here at Potapuza today. Would you be willing to share with us a little bit about your journey, like the major points that you've experienced? The journey. Wow. <laughs> That's a, a mouthful right there. It started out uh, being raised in Indiana, a difficult childhood, and I ran away at age 16, and a little bit later than that, I joined the Navy to see the world, to see what life was all about, and married a sailor, and my first child became very sick when he was six weeks old, and he had the disease biliary atresia, and at three and a half, he passed away. Uh, I had two more children after that who have ADD and anxiety. And my husband, a Vietnam vet, he contracted Agent Orange from Vietnam. And so he's having all those problems. And my grandson has is autistic. So it radiates. Agent Orange radiates down to all the siblings and the grandchildren. So uh, I've been working with that and just loving kids. I do all kinds of workshops for kids. The Optimist Club does essay contests and different contests to help kids earn money for college. We run a fishing rodeo, Christmas programs and all that for those kids. And it's anything to make kids feel special. That's fantastic. And really, this world really needs more of that because a lot of struggles for the kids comes down to that feeling that whether they're not enough 
whether that they don't feel confident in themselves. And as you talk about, you know, that's self-love. That's one of the big transformations that you had in your life. So can you talk to us a little bit about how you discovered you needed to have more focus on self-love and how you brought that about into your life? Oh, it came late. It came late just two years ago. I contracted COVID and I was sick for three months, lost the use of my left eye and the use of my knee, left knee. It wasn't a stroke, but it impacted my body and it took a long time to get rid of it. And during that time, I realized I was always taking care of everybody else, but never taking care of myself. I never put myself first. As a baby boomer, a lot of us are told, take care of everybody else, you know, and you're at the bottom of the totem pole. And so I learned to put myself first, to keep myself healthy, because if I'm not healthy, I can't take care of anybody else. So I've learned a valuable lesson. And so many people, so many women don't put themselves first on that list. Definitely. And I think that's a struggle that a lot of us really suffer from. And it goes back to what I talk about. It's that there's a big thing in society that shuns us for putting ourselves first, for being the way I like to put it. Selfish. Selfish. Yeah. They say you're being selfish. Yes. Exactly. Being selfish. It's not being selfish when you put yourself first because you can't give your best to the rest. So it's amazing that you were able to at least find this within you. Now. How were you able to develop this type of outlook when you've had all this going on, you know, with your struggles with COVID, with your husband's struggles with Agent Orange, Mm -hmm. and obviously the the traumatic impacts that's had within your family? How were you able to look beyond all this negative stuff that inundates around you and be able Mm -hmm. to focus on the better side, the more positive side? I think it's a one word, God. I have seen his miracles happen. Uh, My husband has had over 30 surgeries and he is still alive. He has been near his bed many times and I have seen God work wonderful miracles. It can't be anything else. He has just come to the forefront and given me so much, so many blessings. And I have so much gratitude for that. And I give him kudos for everything. And as people, obviously, oftentimes it can be challenging to find it within ourselves, you know, to have that positive mindset and mm-hmm. be more optimistic. And as parents, it can be even more of a challenge because what's impacting you can impact your kids if you're not really paying attention and if you're not focused and aware to it. So what advice would you be able to give parents to be able to keep a more positive and optimistic mindset when there is so much going on and they are feeling overwhelmed? There is a lot of negativity right now in the media, and I would recommend, now this is what I did when my kids were teenagers. I created a a time where we would sit down and have a talking stick. I don't know if anybody's done that, but the talking stick is where only the person holding the talking stick could say anything. And, And my son and I used to be... We were two peas in a pod. We were just constantly at each other. And I got a jar. And when on one particular episode, when he really pissed me off, I just stepped away, wrote down on a piece of paper what it was and put it in the jar. So on Sunday, when we sat together, I was able to talk about that situation without any anger in my voice. I can logically talk to him, be cool about it. And tell him how I felt and what I want him to do. And he was able to reciprocate. 
you know, that's a great advice. And when you are able to put those types of situations where you feel like you are getting heated and you feel like you're getting triggered because of it and allow it time to be able to just settle Get those emotions mm-hmm. out because emotion is really challenging to be able to overcome because it's energy in motion. So having those types of tools are really great. Working with kids, what are some of the tools and techniques that you've used to be able to help them become positive, have that positive mindset and learn it? Because at an early age, you know, with all the media and all the programming around us, it can be really difficult for kids to be able to focus on the positives when they're being bombarded with nothing but negativity or fear or anything else that's really impacting their journey? Well, when my son used to always be, he's always negative. And I would say, okay, what's one good thing that happened today? Just one small thing that happened today and try to get them in that positive mindset of, oh, this happened. I woke up. I woke up and had a good breakfast today. I was able to talk to my friend. I mean, There's one little niche to get them in that positive mindset. And there's also constantly reinforcing them that they're a good kid. Uh, They're doing a great job with going to school, getting dressed in the morning, doing their chores. They've got to receive those kudos all the time. Definitely agreed. And as a parent yourself, you've struggled with self-love for a a period of time. Mm -hmm. What do you do on a daily basis to help you reinforce the fact that you are worthy, you have to put yourself first in order to be able to give your best to the rest. Right. Well, I spend time reading. Uh, I have my time with God. I meditate. I find it very difficult to start stop that roller coaster in my mind, but I am able to just sit and be quiet for a while and just affirmations and a list of my accomplishments that I've done throughout my life. They constantly boost me and know that I can be all I can be. That's amazing. And along your journey, you've experienced all of this and you still have been able to develop these mindsets. And you made it a part of your passion. What keeps you going along this journey? Because, you know, motivation, it comes and goes like the tide, Mm -hmm. but you never know what's going to come back. And you've put so much time and effort into this and you've put yourself out there into the community to help others. What keeps you going at the end of the day when maybe you feel like you don't have it in you, like your tank may be a little bit empty? Love, love for people, passion for people. In my heart, I just love people and I hate to see them hurting. I'm constantly positive and energetic mindset. And it's just ingrained in me that everything, there's always a silver lining. Sure, it could be bad right now, but there's always a silver lining. And I try to think like that each and every day. Definitely important. Have you ever used a a gratitude journal at all along your journey? Oh, yes, yes. First thing I do in the morning is thank God for getting up, but also thank him for different things. I mean, a gratitude that I had breakfast, that I have food on the table, that... um, My children are fine. My husband is good today. I mean, you've got to have that gratitude in your heart that keeps you going. And over the next five to 10 years, Mm -hmm. the more you work with people and the more you help them develop, where do you see yourself moving forward? What do I see myself moving toward to? Well, just doing more podcasts, helping kids, probably going overseas and helping children in Africa, just being a someone that touches people and let them know they are worthy, that they are loved. 
that's definitely the message that a lot of people in this world need to hear because we get pushed down so often and people need to understand that they are unique. They are worthy. They were born worthy. The scientific odds of being born is one in 400 trillion. So it's not wow. random that we're here. We're all here for a reason. We're all born worthy. Yeah. And he made each one of us unique. We're not like anybody else. So we have our own unique personality and behaviors. And God doesn't make junk. None of us are junk. Exactly. Now, what was the best advice you've ever received along your journey? And this may be a tough question. That has helped you get to this point. Fake it till you make it. That is the best thing. When I first became a speaker, uh, I was working for a training company and they asked me to put on a eight-hour workshop on disbehavioral styles to some CPAs. And let me tell you, I delivered, but I faked it like I knew everything. You just have to go for it, no matter what. You know, you could fail. You might not do 100%. You might not be fantastic, but you know what you didn't do right. So you correct it the next time. So you just fake it till you make it. Awesome advice. Thank you for sharing with us. And thank you for sharing your journey with us here today. I've, again, I'm honored and grateful to have you here and to be able to help get your message out to the world. Well, thank you so much. And I love to work with the military also, dealing with an Agent Orange husband who also has depression and dementia. And a lot of those sailors, or army men, are forgotten. It feels like they're just waiting for them to die off. And it's sad to hear. It really is to see all those guys that were sprayed with Agent Orange go downhill. They definitely deserve better. And hopefully by you know getting the word out, spreading your message, we can hopefully shine more light on this and get them the support that they need. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Jane, for sitting down with me and sharing your journey with us. And I hope that you were able to find a takeaway from this great conversation and use it in your everyday life. And if you did, I would love to hear it. You can continue the conversation and get the support that you may have always needed but never had by joining us in our free tribe at www.worldsbest.support. World's Best, it isn't about ego. It's about serving yourself your best so that you can give your best to yourself your loved ones, and your dreams. And that's it for this week. Thank you for putting yourself first and being here with me. I'll see you next week. Until then, just remember, you're just one unwavering action away from a completely different life. To the journey. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you've gained new insight. Don't forget to subscribe, take consistent action, and join us next time on From Surviving to Thriving Podcast. We're going to take on the world. Take on the
gonna take on the world.